with it. You know, what are your thoughts on bringing fighting back to college hockey? Can we bring it back? <laughs> um... Welcome back to Pucks in Deep, episode 113 here. I'm your co-host, Connor Thelman. And I'm your other co-host, James Murray. We're back, Pucks in Deep. We're getting, so back. Just getting it back, back, I mean, back in deep, back, back, back. Well, it's again. always been deep, but yes. now we're kind of starting to pick our corners, you know, seeing who we want to get on the change, you know, really see our matchups, because we get the last change here yeah. at Pucks in Deep. You, you talk about uh, the NHL draft. We're definitely making the picks of our own right now. Who yeah. can get in the deepest this year? Um, who's we, got that wow factor, Isaac Howard, written all over? Yeah, him. I mean, he's I mean, the muzzy could be going. The white suit, the, the shades, suit is going. Everything no, he buckle. literally said he's looking the best. Like just the confidence to go with it. It's bold. Uh, That'll sell. Is he going on the podcast? Sell. Maybe. I would hope so, but Maybe. but also Iceman's got to earn it. He does have to know. earn it. You don't just get to wear a white suit Mm-mm. and come on a podcast. That's not how it works. But. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe it is for him. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, we'll see. we'll see. Tune in for next week's episode. We got a special guest. Maybe him. Maybe not. But this week, Chris Peters on the pod. Yeah, Chris Peters he, he breaks it all down. NHL guru. I, I mean, just draft guru. He knows every league. You name it out there. I mean, he's probably watching some pee wee skate right now as we speak. Like yeah. he's just literally telling him again, again, hustle. Like but, that's uh, that's our guy, Chris. Great interview. Um. I mean, he joined us in like the busiest time of the year before him, and he literally sounded more giddy than like a kid on Christmas morning talking hockey. Yeah, no, and it's it's just it's stuff you want to hear. It's right after the draft. It's it's previewing this uh, upcoming college hockey season, mm-hmm. which is really going to be interesting. Like he said, mentioned in the podcast, you know, there is no favorite like Michigan was last year, which you know still didn't work out for them. But right. it's kind of they all were over close. The board. Frozen four. No, no, who knows who's going to win yeah. Hobie this year? All that uh, he breaks it down though uh, on this podcast in the NHL draft and uh, who won the draft, who didn't, and and all that stuff. So um, a lot of good advice, too, from Chris on this podcast. But uh, before that, we got some news kind of just about, you know, obviously that since our last one that we recorded. Which it's been was a minute. Will so like Francis, the, you know, our last podcast with Will, it was the night of the Stanley, the Stanley Cup, Cup yeah. final. And I remember we predicted, by the way, I won that bet. You did not. Um, well, I don't think you actually bet. But you were bet. just saying. So, yeah, yeah, I was saying. Yeah, not a big deal. So as won the Cup, though. Yeah, you know, they, they took her home. New hook and Nico Sturm did not get natural hat tricks consecutively, which was a shock to me. That was a shock. But, but they still managed to find a way to pull it off. Darcy Kemper stopped some pucks. I mean, and then he got a big payday recently in free agency. So, like, Darcy did shout out to our boy Nico through. Sturm on his uh, three year deal with the Sharks yesterday. That's mm. huge. Uh, Heck yeah. Love Taking that ring over there. there. A bunch of college guys. Connor, one of who, all those guys for the Avs that won the cup that played college. Uh, t- Obviously, Kale, yeah. Nui. Um, was our guy Eric Johnson? Derek Johnson won the cup. Cagliano. Taze. There's so many guys. Yeah. It was, it a lot was, of it was boys. good to see. Um, a lot of boys. The Avs deserve to win it. They're the better team. And, they got it, but and they uh, put money in my pocket, which is the best part. Yeah, so, that is the best. Good part. on you, Colorado Avalanche. We Makes up for it. my upcoming season betting the Vikings. So, Ugh, um, but anyways, we got you know, after that we had the NHL draft. Uh, we've had free agency since then as well. Kind of just happened yesterday, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, let's touch on the NHL draft first, I guess. As we you know, we go over it during this pod with with Chris here, and we'll really let yeah. You know, if you want time to get in deep, get but, some like real analysis, I'd say Chris Peters is your man on our in our interview coming up here, but. On our thoughts, I thought it was, you know, just watching it live, I was kind of shocked at 
um, well, Shane Wright falling to what did he go four five four yeah to four Seattle, yeah and I remember everybody saying you know this is the Shane Wright draft like he's going number one Logan Cooley you know just stepping up looking good entering the the Yotes there he's going to be in the heavy boots club he just doesn't know it yet mm-hmm. uh, but going number three that was sweet Isaac Howard is my favorite although he dropped to thirty one he was projected like mid twenties yeah I thought he'd go a little seen. earlier especially yeah. with how fast he like he but. said uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of guys like Lane Hudson went deeper than he thought I think Cutter went earlier. And people were saying so. Uh, some, some people said third for him. I mean, I don't know. Oh, he, really? That guy could have gotten. He's got size. Higher. He's been all over. He does have size. He's quick. Yeah. Um, he'll be really good at BC, but, but still a pretty good first round and overall draft for college hockey fans, yeah, right? Especially like, uh, the US, tons of talent US program. There. Plenty of them went, and uh, you know, I think one thing we haven't touched on this whole pod, or we don't at least with Chris, but you know, hockey East did very well too. They had the most draft picks. Northeastern was what seven? Seven, I think. I but think. hockey East in general had the most, and yeah. you know, it's uh, we didn't touch a lot on that with Chris, but. Obviously, NCHC, Big Ten were, you know, very prominent in this draft. Well, Chris was Big Ten. We didn't have a ton of time. We had, I think, with 30, 40 minutes with Shout out to Hockey East, though, for really putting up some numbers in the draft. They're coming uh, back. They also also need players. They're losing, like, BC lost everyone. BU lost everyone. You know, like, it's they they need guys to fill those seats. And good for, uh, shout out, Austin Plevy. Uh, This just in, Northeastern wants that bean pot. You know, they're, they're coming back. They're hungry. They're trying to tame it. So... Uh, the NHL draft w- was awesome. It, you know, it was great to see everything got put on. The boys look good in their suits, showing up. I even saw, what was it, um, Savoy? Like Savoy yeah, was there, sure, yeah. s- supporting his brother. <laughs> so like, it was cool to see guys that we recognize and that are going to suit up this year in college hockey. And you know, let's let's find out how they do. Chris Peters does. I'm just going to keep plugging this interview. You want to see it? He plugs who he thinks is going to be you know like the biggest standouts from the draft what yeah. he was expecting mm-hmm. as well as uh where he would go if he was a college hockey prospect what school do you think is going to form you into the best nhl prospect because i mean he does this for a living he studies every single week so check that out i'm trying to think of other news that has dropped since our last recording here okay, uh, well i got roasted for losing in the uh <laughs> draft your nhl oh the nhl draft that oh we did? god which i know like i if people listen to it like i know i sucked on that yeah like, yeah i mean you yeah. know how many claws i had that afternoon yeah there's a fair amount too of, many of claws being opened up that afternoon but hey it, it's life goes Literally, on. i could have drowned a whale at sea world with how many i put down <laughs> and yeah like okay fine i drafted young you know supportive decor scotty, th- scotty, scotty p. p over mcavoy was if you really... tell me scotty p is not gonna be the next mcavoy you get the hell out of here <laughs> All right, so you try to draft. It was tough. You try to draft Shep in the same round. <laughs> Somebody said I had the worst goalie. Your goalie is literally on his last leg. Jonathan Quick for, in the Olympics for Team USA. Swayman or Jonathan Quick right now? Who would you rather have? Uh, Swayman's got size. I don't. I, don't I know. drafted Swayman before you, so I'm not even like. I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's even. You know, for this quick, year, it's even. Quick has a pedigree. He's still quick. Look, look. This. Year. I mean, I watched him at LA this year. He looked still good. So Swayman obviously had a good year as well. Dude, I, I grunt when I wake up now and I'm 26. Like, quick has got to just be like snapping body parts like Vecna out there, you know? Like, it's so tough to be that old and still eating pucks every day. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is he can still stop the puck and I had better offense. I mean, I'm not debating. Again, I, I sucked I, at this draft. <laughs> Kyle Connor and Trevor Zegers to like and die. And yeah, it was a tough one. So that happened since the last time we talked, obviously. Or that was happened. Episode. We have uh, Johnny Hockey going to Columbus. That's insane. Not a. Yeah, I don't know why he did that, but I think he just wanted to join. Should we get him on the pod? Because we had a lot of friends at Columbus. We got Blanks. I already texted Blanks. Feed man's the puck. I want Johnny out and then ask him to come on the pod. Got Tristan Mullen from Cornell. We got a lot of guys on the Blue Jackets. Obviously, Kent Johnson. I said gods. 
Yeah. yeah, Kent Johnson too. I mean, like silly. So many boys. So I think ju- this just in Johnny Hockey loves the pod. He's coming on. And I he mean, he just needed to make that switch. Columbus for isn't the best spot for vacation getaway either. So he's definitely going to be buckled in Columbus. We'll get him on then. I think LeBron might go back to Cleveland. I mean, <laughs> this is kind of how the then the Guardians are going to just going to turn up too. Like yeah. everything's going to start the shaping around. Suck. The Browns will still suck. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're they're done. Deshaun Watson just. I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, so that happened in free agent. Claude Goudreau was the other, or Giroux, wow. Claude Giroux was the other big signing, but that's not college hockey related. That's why I butchered his name. And uh, yeah, that's good. That's, that's really Adam good. Adam Godhead, good for him. Good for gods, yeah. Who did he get signed by? I just know he got signed. Uh, I was happy. Toronto, I think. Jesus Christ. I want to say Toronto. It's Toronto, and if it's not, it's cut. But yeah, so <laughs> that's what's happened since the last time we talked in the pod. Uh, we are currently placing bets on who's going to win the NCAA hockey trophy here from what Chris Peters thinks it's going to be uh, for ours. I mean, you can kind of what Bemidji Duluth. I'm not picking Bemidji. Are you kidding Smart me? Smart right man. Now? But Duluth, baby. I think the dogs are going back. I mean, it's kind of set in stone. Um, you can pick whoever else you want to join them. I'm going to say Denver is going to get knocked out because uh, they'll probably play the dogs. They'll be a two seed. And uh, yeah, we'll see who joins them. But I know they're going to be on that, you know, that podium. Um, but anyways, if you want to place a bet on that, maybe you can bet something else. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. That's right. Most of the states allow it. You know, all the cool ones do at least. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN. You're going to get a little bit of bang for your buck. Is that not right, James? Yeah, you're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make just your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. of promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Did you just do that on the first? Uh, no. Yeah, it's over. This is an editor's dream. You heard the man. Go to DraftKings, THPN. Bet that. Let's go. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, Chris Peters. All right. Now, we welcome on a very special guest, senior content creator for Flow Hockey. Also has his own hockey podcast titled Talking Hockey Sense. Overall, just an elite hockey mind, I think I can say. Chris Peters. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate the the, the kind intro, and uh, yeah, it's great to be with you. Same. There's a lot of stuff that we had put down in there. I mean, I know you worked for ESPN, <laughs> a few other notable uh, places as well, but yeah, for people that want to find him, I mean, I'm sure if you follow hockey at all, you already follow him, but go follow him at Chris M. Peters on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, we were kind of talking a little bit before this. You've had a very busy week, Chris, uh, currently covering the beauty league for flow hockey, but obviously NHL draft. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I just read your article breaking down every single team. Yeah. How long did that take? you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The, the, the team grades are, it's, it's usually, you know, honestly, it didn't take super long because it's just kind of you're you're downloading everything or upload whatever uploading <laughs> yeah. uh whatever whatever's in your brain um you know over the course of an entire season so i think i probably i think it probably took me about two hours i think it came out a couple hours after the draft was over um and it's more of an instant reaction piece because i mean obviously we know that when you're when you're talking about evaluating a draft class, it's going to take years to really fully understand it. But, you know, we're doing the right. same thing when we evaluate prospects and we're saying, oh, well, this guy, that guy, you know, we think he's going to be this. We think he's going to be that. I mean, we can also say the same about these classes. And, you know, obviously the thing that we can't predict is how players are going to develop and how, you know, how they're going to grow and or not grow and and all those different things. And so um, I'm fully aware that, you know, the grades as they are 
the night of the draft are going to change um, pretty dramatically. And I will guarantee you, too, that there are a couple of players that I wasn't as familiar with that I didn't have on my list or didn't have a, a ton of scouting notes on that are going to you know, pop up and probably be really good players. Um, and so that's the other thing is, is, you know, we try to cover every player and know every player in a draft class, but it's, it's literally impossible for one person <laughs> to do that. So um, you do the best you can and, and you, and you try to be as right as you can. And obviously this year it helps knowing the USHL, knowing college hockey. Mm. Um, that's my bread and butter. But beyond that, um, you know, there's a lot of other, a lot, of, a lot of other things you have to know. Um, and so I, I definitely feel strongest about the USHL college and about those players. I get to see them more, but you know, I was lucky enough to go to the under 18 worlds and you, know, you, get, a, you get a good feel for a class that way. Yeah. What's your, what's your feeling on the, on the draft and how this year went, you know, for the USHL and college players. I think it's, you know, as you've seen a, a big rise in, in NCAA players making the jump to the NHL. Now you're going to see more picks, you know, more guys going in the first round. What was uh, your thoughts on that this year? Yeah, you know, it was a really strong year for for both, you know, the the U.S. and and the USHL, the college hockey. I mean, I think a lot of NHL teams, you know, beyond the first round, a lot of NHL teams are looking at college players. We saw guys like Dominic James and Zachary Carper and David Gucciardi and um, uh, Victor Mancini go in the draft, you know, well, years, years after their first year of eligibility. Um, And that's because teams are finding, hey, you know what, these guys are probably going to be big time college free agents that we're going to be trying to chase why not get them now and, and build some loyalty with the player and hopefully get them under contract and uh you know when he's ready and and so that was great to see but in the first round i mean obviously great year you have logan cooley going number three overall um you know minnesota going to minnesota um just a, an exceptional player rucker mcgrady you know another guy i think he might have gone a little bit higher than than some people had anticipated but mm-hmm. You know, he finished the season so strong and, you know, there's another guy, another first rounder for Michigan. Uh, oddly enough, both Cooley and McGrody, former Notre Dame commits. So uh, tough. tough That's very tough for, uh, for, <laughs> for Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could. I wish I had a better explanation why some of these top guys don't end up there. But um, but yeah, you know, I think it's just it's been it's been fascinating to follow the, the NTP class. Obviously, they had a lot of guys that went in the first round and then. Um, mm-hmm. A number of guys in the second round. So, uh, you know, it was surprised to see Ryan Chesley not go in the first round this year. Another Minnesota guy. Um, I think he's going to be a huge steal in that second round there. Um, and was probably one of the best picks that, that the, you know, the Caps had a very strong draft. And I think getting him was a big part of that. So, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was overall, you know, I think you have to be happy about it. Um, certainly, I think a lot of, a lot more guys that I had listed and, and thought of as, as potentially being drafted that didn't go. So, I mean, there's always room to improve, but uh, certainly great to see so many of those, uh, those guys go. I like that. Yeah. Question that you kind of brought up a little bit, just more college players going later in the rounds. Like you said, why not take a flyer on a guy, you know, before his age out year, you know, draft him. Cause you, you're going to want, otherwise you're going to be competing with every other team, you know, to talk with him once he comes out like Dominic James and other guys like that. But uh, one of our guys, Dan Jackson, wrote down a pretty interesting question. You know, why don't more teams draft college kids late in the drafts when they have more runway and time to develop them compared to players in the CHL and you know other uh, foreign leagues? Yeah, it's really interesting. I think there are teams that are shifting a little bit in that way, where they but they're it's not just college; they're also drafting the Europeans because they get similar timelines for signing those players now. Okay. So, sure. you know, but, but, but at the same time, 
we saw a lot of sixth and seventh rounders out of the out of the Canadian hockey leagues, and and they're not getting many time, you know, much time basically in the next two years to sign those guys. Mm-hmm. And if, if you, we see it all the time, plenty of those guys re-enter the draft, and very few of them will get drafted again if they don't get signed out of that two years. So, um, but you know, I, I had a conversation with uh, with a guy who was an amateur scout. He moved into pro scouting, and I think he's had that same frustration as that why aren't more teams going for um, the college guys on the college path guys in the USHL that might have a little bit of upside and then they're going to a good program and you know, they're going to be able to develop more. And, and I agree. I think that's part, part of my philosophy is, as you look at kind of the way that my board ends up going, usually is I'll, I'll start throwing in more Europeans and USHL guys um, towards the end of my board, like I had Michael Estarza who didn't get drafted out of the USHL. That was one of the guys who was a little surprised to not see go. Um, but you know, he's on, he's laid on my board. It's like, this is a guy where, you know, if he's available late, you know, you take him, let him go develop and then see what happens after that. Um, you know, that, that, I think that that's a good philosophy to have. And I know there are a few teams and actually, you know, going back a few years, Mike Gillis, um, from the Vancouver Canucks at the time. Um, his teams, unfortunately, they didn't draft very well, so that's their problem. But they did have the philosophy of of drafting guys that were on the college path because they had the longer timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They just didn't pick the right guys, so <laughs> you know. But but I think that that philosophy does hold a lot of water, especially you know when you're dealing with contract limits and you you get fifty contracts. These guys are getting developed for free without you having to use a contract slot on them. Um, whereas you might have to sign those CHL players a little bit earlier and maybe don't have a great feeling about that player. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how it all works out. And I think as we saw this year, a lot of guys that were restricted free agents, not getting qualified this mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's even, even at the NHL level, it's getting harder. I think just, and it gives people so much more time. Like obviously you're drafting them young 18, you know, they need some time to put on some more size. And like, yeah. you know, even Kale yes. McCarr coming back to UMass, you got a lot bigger and stronger that one extra year. Mm-hmm. So like they need For time sure. like that just to, you know, be able to skate once they do make that jump to the NHL. Yeah, no, I think size is a big difference too. Chris, do you think, I mean, uh, I'm looking right now at the, at the draft board, just in the first round now, but uh, I mean, 10, 10 guys out of the 32 that were selected uh, were under six feet tall. Do you, have, you, have you noticed a different trend um, this year in this year's draft first compared to the you know past seasons? I might get drafted. I might get drafted. <laughs> All right. Let's go. I know. Yeah. Well, I, it was fine. I recently, uh, you know, I went, went for a doctor's visit and found out I'm, I'm five, nine and a half. So I'm calling that five, ten. So, <laughs> oh, that's uh, a clean, like, ma- maybe like, five, yeah. eleven. <laughs> from what yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, def- in the program, it's definitely five, eleven. Yeah. That, that works. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, I, I think, I think it, they're just in some ways. Yes, they are definitely getting, uh, less size focused, depending on the rest of the skill set of the player. I mean, you look right. at a guy like an Isaac Howard, who is a, just an absolute dynamo with the puck on his stick. That's my guy, Logan Cooley, with mm-hmm. the with who you know blazing speed. Um, yep. You well, know, five ten. Yeah, those those guys are. You know, they have they have something that you know you don't worry about the rest of it. You don't worry about the size because they compete and they they find a way and they have or a dynamic skill set um mm-hmm. or in isaac howard's case just an incredible suit and, yeah. and flow game you know amazing. so you're just yeah you're loving that right so i can't believe he fell <laughs> it looks so I good i it might have been because it might have been because i think some teams were scared of drafting a guy in a white suit and if you're in a team in florida 
there's no yeah. way you're going to be afraid of that. In fact, yeah. you're probably going to bump them up a couple spots. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but, but I do think that, um, there are definitely teams are much more focused on the skill and the hockey sense than they are the size. Um, but I will say, I mean, you know, you look at Lane Hudson, uh, maybe one of the most dynamic players in the class, one of the smartest players in the class. He's a defenseman that's five foot eight and teams basically said, you know, until the 62nd pick mm. that he was too small. Um, and being a second round pick is still really good, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting Alex to bring it vibes there. You know, yeah. like I, I feel like he's so much better than that. And, um, I guess we'll find out how he does at BU if anybody can actually, you know, lay a finger on him, which doesn't happen <laughs> real often. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how he does there. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how, I mean, how, how all these guys are going to do in college. And I think, you know, even the college games get more competitive each and every year. Um, who, who do you think are your top three? Would you say college prospects going into this year? Oh boy. That's, um, a, that's a big broad question. I mean, it's, that's a tough one to put you yeah. on the spot, but I no, think no, I like no, that. I pre- I'm, Hey, I'm all about being put on the spot. It's, you know, I guess, I mean, I really do think that Logan Cooley of the players are going to be in, in college hockey next year. Yeah. Um, well, he gets to play with Matthew Nyes, too, so that's going to help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at those two guys, and, and they probably play together at the World Juniors, too. Yep, so, yep. as they did before. And, you know, th- those are absolutely two guys that I think are on a, are on a fast track to the NHL. Toronto wanted to sign Nyes this year. Right. They were ready. They were ready to sign him. <laughs> And good on him for saying, you know what? I'm gonna pump those brakes. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another go here. Um, yeah, I like you know, it. And, and honestly, Minnesota, you might, you know, as far as NHL prospects go, you got those two guys plus Brock Faber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's an, they, they they have an elite team for yeah. next season. Um, even though they've lost, you know, significant amount of experience, mm-hmm. um, they've got they've got a fan, fantastic team. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Michigan's still going to have some, some top end guys. I mean, Luke Hughes to me between him and Cooley, I think they're probably the two, you know, highest upside NHL talent, NHL prospects in college hockey. I agree. Um, you know, Luke being a, a Hobie top 10 last year. And, you know, I think that he played so much without Owen power being there that he was able to get, you know, those opportunities that are just going to be there now all the time for him. So it'll be top power play. Yeah. It'll be, um, you know, that, so, I mean, he's going to be a, an exceptional player, but, uh, yeah, but so, I mean, Michigan will still be a force. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anybody, I mean, Cutter Goche at DC, obviously now too, we're yeah, see, yeah. see how, you know, I, there was talk of him going as high as three in that draft, you know, depending on if Logan Cooley was going to be gone and, mm-hmm. um, and Logan Cooley wasn't gone. So, and, you know, they, he only goes fifth and he'll get the chance to play too. I mean, BC lost a lot of, a lot of kids and he's going to be first line, everything and get every chance. He in the should world. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He should be. So it'll be, it'll be good. And I mean, just everybody, his upside, he's one of those guys where I think he probably does need that second year of school. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to, just to open up the rest of his game. But I mean, yeah, we're talking about a really, talented group of players in college hockey next year, just as we did last year, you know, having Owen power and Kent Johnson and Maddie Beniers all come back and, and Jake Sanderson, mm-hmm. you know, having that last year was such a boost for college hockey in terms of the quality and, and all those teams played well. So uh, really excited to see where, where we go next. Yeah. Now we look, you talk about, you know, guys coming back from their second years. Um, you know, we saw Caulfield do, we've seen a couple guys do it that I think it's worked out for. Do you think two years at least in college is the way to go? I think so. I mean, unless, unless you are so exceptional, um, Mm. 
you know, and it, I, I think of, you know, Jack, uh, Jack Eichel, you know, had one of the greatest college seasons that we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyle Connor, you know, guys that, that did that. I think, you know, I, I, I still think as, as good as a rookie as Dylan Larkin was, that was another guy where I was like, I wonder if what, what would happen if he would have stayed. Cause he was, he was supposed to stay. He was a late signing by Detroit. And then he went to the world championship and he was so good there. And they're like, oh, I think it's time. And then he's like, <laughs> okay, I guess that we're going. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, I, I do think that, that two years and, and Kale McCarr has set a new standard for development in McCarr, college hockey. For sure. yeah. Powered um, it too. I mean, it's been two yeah, years. It, yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, the people that have seen that you don't have, if you go straight to the NHL, you know, there's not always, you're not always going to be ready to make an impact. Yeah. But if you spend that extra year, how many, how many of those guys just completely bypass the AHL and go straight into the team and not only be on the team, but they're in a top line role. Um, you know, when we see Adam Fox do it, we see, Quinn Hughes do it, you know, so especially for defensemen, two to three years minimum, you know, Luke Hughes made a really mature decision to go back yeah. um, because that was another guy where he could have easily signed and he chose not to and um, and stuck with a plan that he set out and, and his family set out pretty soon thereafter. And I mean, all he had to do was look at how Quinn did with that extra year. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and Luke is also you know, super young still. He was the, one of the youngest players in college hockey last year and the youngest player, one of the youngest players in his draft class. So, you know, he needed that extra time. And, and I think that that's kind of a new standard now. Now, I don't know if we'll see Logan Cooley for more than a season, um, just because he's a top three pick and, and, Arizona's going to need him, but I mean, that's another guy where it's like, Hey, if you know, if this year doesn't go so well, maybe you take that extra year. Just kind of wait and see. I think last Minnesota kid. Who's the last one in Dunn middle step probably. And that did not work out. So (laughs) but you know what that, and that didn't even look like it was going to work out. No, it never did. So he did not have a good freshman season. Like it was just like, I didn't, I, I, that's sometimes you just see it and you're just like, yeah, this is not the right to develop. He's not big enough. I mean, Cooley, not that much bigger, but you know, against good set of hands, both of them do good skater, good hockey IQ, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I don't know if he wants to go play in a 5,000 seat rink. Maybe he waits to <laughs> get the new rink going in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Plus they get to play him this year. I think Yeah, he's, he'll go down in the November. Rink yep. And Thanksgiving. So it's pretty, it's early. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be fun to see him, you know, test out the new rink in Tempe there. Uh, but what yeah, are you, that, that might be a sellout night. We'll see. We'll I see. hope so. Uh, yeah. They, they, they need, well, we're, we're going to go down there this year. I'm excited to go see that new rink. We got that, uh, sacred heart. It's got a new barn open up this year. We got to get down to Yukon too. Yukon's got something new brewing. a bunch of, a bunch of, Things are coming up. I got to stand on the year. Uh, what are you most excited for this season, Chris, for college hockey? Oh, man. You know, I think for me, it's always about the players, you know, being able to see the guys and watch watch the development. You know, I think certainly this freshman class coming in throughout throughout college hockey is going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, it's nice that it's spread out a little bit. It's not all just at Michigan. It's, uh, yeah. you know, you got some guys at Minnesota. You got BC. You got BU. You got... Uh, um, you know, Minnesota Duluth getting a top level guy, you know, it doesn't yep. happen often. Riley Tufty, obviously, um, you know, guys like that, but I think Ike Howard Scotty is P. a bit of a different mold player. Yeah. Um, North Dakota yeah, will be so good again. I North mean, Dakota, it, yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, there's always, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm always excited to see the new crop come in and see who makes the immediate impact. Um, you know, who's going to take a step. I think it's a wide open Hobie Baker field this year too, which is really fun. That is fun. Um, yeah. You know, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it's always it always comes back to the players. You know, I I really am excited to see 
the step that Luke Hughes has taken this year. Um, you know, just I wrote a story about the Hughes family years ago when I was still at ESPN, and I was so scared of overhyping Luke because we didn't know. He was 14 at the time. It's like, who knows what he's going to be? And I was like, uh-oh, he might, like, the way he started, all of a sudden he's on a, on, on a completely different trajectory from Quinn. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah. So, <laughs> Should have hyped you know, him more. So yeah. So, I mean, are we looking at, a, like, a, a, the next Kale McCarr as opposed to Good. the next Quinn Hughes, who's six foot two? <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's, it's crazy to see how Luke has matured and, and to, to see the player that he's grown into. Yeah, I remember seeing Qu- Quinn in college. And I was like, this guy's going to be the best defenseman in the NHL. A lot of people didn't believe him because of his size, but like he's just his hockey IQ and his speed and yeah, I mean, Luke's yeah. just, so, my, so like, he's a little taller and like has the same speed yeah. and hockey IQ. So who knows? He could be the next Kale McCarr. When he set but, the scoring record as a defenseman for Michigan freshman year. Yes, he did. He said, yeah, like, he that's, did. Yeah, he beat a lot of guys. I mean, like, yeah. Jack Johnson was a freak as a freshman and he, and he beat that guy. I mean, like, it's... And it happened pretty early. Like, there's games to spare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah, that going exactly. down. Exactly. I mean, when he's going coast to coast like he did against Ohio State this year, oh. it's like, whoa. Hold on, hold on. Ohio State fans, earmuffs. Don't, <laughs> they don't want to relive that right now. That's, that was embarrassing almost. That, yeah, it looked like a video tri- game. I'd almost trip the guy if I, if I know I'm not going to get him. Like, yeah, literally. I would have thrown the stick. I would have taken the college shot. It's unfair at times. So I think he's got to be the Hobie favorite for me, but I mean, it still is very wide open, like you said. Like, I'll yeah, take Levi from sure. Northeastern. I think he's going to just take it. Levi, yeah. back? Yeah, I don't want back to back goalie hopes, but it could happen. This year, I'm telling you, it could happen. But that leads me to another question. Um, you know, if you were Chris, let's say you're a you know an NHL prospect coming up and you're going to play college hockey, which do you take into account like which specific conference you'd want to play in that's going to you know develop you the best into the NHL? Like what what would you think that would be currently? Yeah, you know, I think you should. I mean, you know, the, the good thing is, is that I think a lot of teams are getting better about scheduling each other in non-conference and yeah. they're getting opportunities mm-hmm. to play top programs. Um, it would be really important to me if, if I was going to a school that, that I was consistently playing against top competition. Um, and, you know, I think that the school that you're at matters a lot more than the conference, because I think that, you know, depending on the coaches, depending on the environment, depending on the facilities, all those things are important. I mean, True. I would say that for sure, you know, the NCHC is the toughest league to play in. It is very difficult to be a high-end scorer in that league. It's very difficult to, um, you know, to be a good team in that league because you're always battling against everybody else. And so that is for sure, to me, you know, has 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 definitely grown into the premier conference in the country. Mm-hmm. With that said, you know. I think that I, I look at the fact that, you know, if I'm if I'm going to a CC or a Big Ten school, um, you know, and I have that opportunity to play Michigan and, and all those other teams and Minnesota. I mean, like this, this is going to be a very strong year for the Big Ten. So it's all cyclical. So I don't think you always yeah. can really count yeah, on true. the conference to be there. Um, it just matters. And so many of these players, they have to focus on themselves, too. So what's going to be the right fit? And, you know, for me, like if it was me and I, I am the, I'm not at all like a JV hockey player. Like yeah, where, where are you going like, to school, Chris, right now? Tell me <laughs> if I'm going to school right now, if I were to pick a place to go to school right now, where I think that I would best develop as a pro. Oh man. Um, yeah, geez, this is tough. <laughs> I, I mean, I think my decision would probably come down to 
North Dakota and Minnesota Duluth. Let's I think go. Those, and, and, Not and Bemidji Duluth State. Hold have, on. Okay, sorry. What's that? So not Bemidji State. That's where my co-host James went to school. So no, not Bemidji. No, not Bemidji though. I mean, hey, <laughs> shout out to, to Bemidji. They do a good job there. Shout like, out. They, 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 help, they help players advance, and and the players get better there. But you know, I look at a place where you know where there's a, such an emphasis on winning. There's an emphasis on two-way play. There's an emphasis on getting stronger. Um, you know, being being able to handle physicality and adversity two coaches that I think are, have a really strong understanding of how to, how to play to their players' strengths and how to help them get better. Um, you know, I think that's, that's big, but I mean, there are so many programs right now where you can go and get the best of the best. I mean, so many, so many of these things, I think the, the advantage that college has over junior, and I'm not trying to say that it's better because it's, I mean, I know that we're on, we're on a college hockey <laughs> podcast. We're all friends here. We all want to, <laughs> you're you know, good. We all, we all love the college game. We all get but, pucks deep. But, you know, yeah, but I mean, you look at the advantages that if you are a top tier program with with elite facilities, with, you know, with all that, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and everybody is is investing in that. So, you know, you, there's there's a bit of an arms race throughout college athletics and recruiting. Um, so I think that the the standard of operations, even going down to the, you know, to the least competitive teams. Yeah. Is, is so high. It's unbelievable. I mean, there's never For been sure. a better time to try and, you know, develop as a, as a player. I mean, we, we just watched, uh, right now. we just watched Brown put a couple million into their locker room and they are, you know, by all means, not a great yeah. team, but they got it to stay at least somewhat yeah. competitive, right? Cause what happens when these big schools come in with, right. You know, and give, I still think you got to give St. Thomas time. You got to give oh, a lot yeah. of these schools time. They're going to, they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way. St. Thomas, especially a, very wealthy school and a great spot next to, you know, next to Minneapolis here. Rico at the helm. It's, yeah. it's, it's, they're going to be up yeah. there in five, give them four or five years. And Augustana. Really, really good assistant coaches there too. Yes. So, yeah. All, yeah. All good staff. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it helps when you get good players in there and good guys that, you know, build that culture. And I think Rico's done a, you know, did a good job that uh, of that at Miami and now is going to do that at St. Thomas. But uh, you know, you look at Michigan, we were just at Michigan. All those boys were, First class, you know, and especially the Hughes. I met Jack and I met uh, Luca this year. Both great guys. I mean, that. How yeah. much do you? How much do you think that the personality plays in to these guys' development into the NHL? Not just skill, but the person they are. Well, I mean, it's 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 hugely important. I mean, you know, Luke, Jack, and Quinn had the advantage of of you know their dad Jim being in an NHL environment. You know, he was with the Maple Leafs uh, for a while with the Bruins when they were little. You know, so they they've been around it. So they had seen it, you know, they had seen it a little bit, but, but I think also, you know, especially with Jack, you know, he is a star and, yeah. and, and he knows he's a star. You yeah, know, like right. I'm not yeah, he, did. he does. He is cocky, but he's also, he, he backs it up, you know? So, I mean, like he's, he, he has a high standard for himself and mm-hmm. I think he's got a high standard. That That's the thing that matters most is that I think there are two, key things that a player needs to have and you know confidence is obviously one of them but the most important thing in any player is self-awareness and it's 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 all about and this is something that i've just learned from observing players over the years and certainly have heard this from coaches too but knowing who you are knowing what your weaknesses are knowing what you need to work on knowing when to push it and not to push it when to you know understand when you need an ass chewing and things like that, you know, those are different things that that you need to um, be okay with. And you, and, and also when you are, 
when you do face adversity, you don't crumble because you know, you've been, you've, you've been through it, you know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that like, you know, self-awareness can take many different kind of, uh, different paths, but like, I think that that's the thing in a personality of a player that I think matters the most is just understanding who you are, what you need and, and how you get there. And, and that's, that's what makes great players. Interesting. I think it's better. that bodes well for college hockey too, because you have you know those older guys in the locker room that if somebody's obviously not you know showcasing that kind of personality or just getting down on themselves, not being a good locker room guy, you know those seniors are going to kick them in the ass and yeah. <laughs> get them in yeah. line compared to CHL. Yeah, you know, and I think NHL. I think it's you, you also in those those settings too. You have to be able to handle criticism and mm-hmm. not have it completely impact your entire worldview or your view of your team, the people. And that, right. and that, you know, there's certainly things that cross the line and that are not acceptable in terms of, you know, either whether it's a, like a hazing thing or, or, you know, you're not, not being a good teammate, you know, you're doing things off the ice that are, that are wrong. You know, those, there are certain things that are, you know, you just take it, you just have to deal with it. But I think that understanding that, you know, not taking everything personally and just understanding that there are a lot of people that are invested in helping you get better. Um, that is, you know, when you, when you realize that, when, when you realize that not everybody's out to get you and that not everybody's trying to sewer your career, um, then you, that, that's where those guys tend to grow from. And and it helps when they, when they understand that at a younger age. One more question on college hockey for me, but, uh, what do you think, you know, talking about chewing in the ass, like what, what needs to change in college hockey? What do we need to fix to help grow this game? You know, to keep getting more guys in the NHL, I guess, how do we grow the fan base, stuff like that? Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think, the biggest thing that we need to do kind of as a society is, is, you know, get back to doing stuff, you know, yeah. like get, get back to getting out to games. Um, Heck you know, yeah. just, just being a part of, of, of that community again, we've lost so much of that. And that was, that was happening before the pandemic, but right. you know, certainly now, um, you know, it's even like you look at like concert ticket sales are down and everything like just people just aren't going to as many things anymore. Um, and, and that's something that not really everybody can control, right? You know, right. I mean, if you got a bad team, it's hard to get people motivated to go see it. Um, but it's even hard to go see the good teams for some people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, finding ways to get more people into the building is, is absolutely paramount here because it's one of the things that makes college hockey great. And one of the things that historically has helped separate it from other levels because it's a completely you ever go to a college hockey game you're in a completely different environment than anything else in the sport and um you know maybe i guess maybe close to it is like european pro hockey but that's that's Mm -hmm. you know that's on a different level so yeah where's the band the band yeah the band's a big part (laughs) the atmosphere yeah yeah i mean i love hearing i love hearing the pep band i love hearing the student section i love hearing all that And, and the energy in those buildings um you know, I think keeping those, those, as the new buildings come through, keeping them tight, you know, like I think Arizona state's new building is a perfect size Yeah, I agree. Um, that, you know, you don't want to have it overwhelming, you know, you and with, with empty seats. I mean, I was at the big 10 championship game and it was so great to see Mariucci rocking, but I've also been there when it's been less than half full and it's a ghost town and you're like, Oh boy, yeah. this isn't, yeah. this doesn't feel right. Um, so there's that. I think keeping the game as accessible as possible to people, um, whether it's through streaming services and, and different things like that. I mean, and I'm s- saying that selfishly as somebody that's now working for a streaming service. We love um, flow like, hockey. You know, we Shout out. Getting, making, yeah, making, making people, uh, you know, making people um, and, and at flow hockey, like just the shameless plug here is that, you know, we're starting to, to get more into hockey. We have the CCHA, we have 
Atlantic hockey. Heck yeah. And there's going to be other things coming down the pipe that, you know, hopefully we'll be announcing soon as well. And, you know, I think there's a lot of different things that, that people are, you know, you, you kind of try to have to find fans where they are and, and get to them there. And there's all sorts of different places that are doing that now. So uh, making the games accessible, letting people kind of, you know, letting the players be players and, and stars and, and having some individuality would help as well. Um, you know, we, we have so many great players in college hockey and more people need to know about that too. So telling those stories, making sure they're out there, things that you guys do, you know, just create, creating more and more avenues for people to connect with college hockey is going to be really important over these next couple of years if we want to see the game grow. I agree. Heck yeah, I like the double plug. You, you started with Flow Hockey, ended with ECH. That's perfect. That's I mean, <laughs> that's going to be a clip well, right I'm there. Serve myself. Might as well serve you guys too. <laughs> that is money. All about that it. is money. But what, one more thing to grow the game, Telly. What do you got? So this is something we ask all of our all of our guests to come on. All the ones that we know can hang with the question at least. Um, so you know, as a man who you know the ins and outs of junior hockey and all that comes with it, you know, what are your thoughts on bringing fighting back to college hockey? Can we bring it back? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think it's, okay. it's leaving the NHL game at such a rate now yeah, where, it's true. you know, it's not, it's not even really a developmental thing. You know, it's, mm. uh, I would say, Hey, I'm all for half shields though. I'm, I'm yes, for it. Okay. Give me, give me the half shields. I think Good answer. let us see these guys. Let us, you know, I, I totally understand the, 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 the need for the, for the face masks and the, the insurance liabilities and everything right. else. And yes, we would have way more facial injuries and blood and everything else. We would also have, you know, I think the, we might have some fewer high hits and, and, and fewer, you know, less stick work if, if the guys are exposed a little bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I think at this point, you know, I'm, I'm all for the scraps that arise out of pure emotion. Um, you know, it, it happens. It, people, people are emotional. They boil over and, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's still going to have to be, you know, the, the game, the, the possible one game suspension. I just don't see any, any going back from that. And it's the same thing at junior hockey. Now it's, it's becoming less of a thing in junior hockey and it'll only become less of a thing in the NHL as we keep going here. Yeah, it's it, it's a shame, but I I do appreciate that we we, we can we can hopefully I, get the I, half I, shield. Usually, you know? usually you know when somebody asks that question, you know what they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I like how you balanced. But, you know, yeah. it was a tight rope that you walked right there, Chris, and you you did well. So we appreciate it. All we'll right, we'll stick with half shields. That's a that's a partial win. I mean, I think it just protects the game in a way. It, it can it's half shields well too, though. But uh, yeah, like, but know, we were thinking maybe high hits. I mean, that's one maybe way to do just it. the CCHA, just the CCHA, because they're fighting the most anyways. So like, why not? You know, one game a year, you can actually drop the mitts. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd put students in seats if they're if a fight could that break too. up one night. That yep. would be one thing. But um, no, that's that's all I got for college hockey. Want to ask the endorphin question? Yeah. So okay, now we got time for our. This will be our fr- our final wrap up question as well as then we're just gonna shameless plug you until you know you hang up on us. But uh, <laughs> so we got the endorphin question here. It's our sponsor, best protein in the business. Go to endorphin.com. Use promo code ECH or Pucks in Deep. You'll get ten percent off your first purchase. Uh, and our question we asked this to all our guests too is just you know what is your advice for our, our younger listeners out there. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to be Luke Hughes, you know, a lot of people still want to stick with hockey like you did as well. Um, you know, what's your advice for our younger listeners who are aspiring just to, you know, maybe if it's covering hockey or anything, how to, you know, follow their dreams and, you know, stick with it to stay in the game that we all love. Yeah. Well, wow. I love this question. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to answer it because, 
you know, I, I am one of those people that was never, ever going to come close to, uh, you know, anything more than, uh, a failed JV hockey career, you know, and, <laughs> and but it was, my, it was my favorite sport. It is still my favorite sport. It's the thing I'm most passionate about. And it's the thing that, you know, matters most to me. And so I think it all starts with, you know, when you do find your passion, it's okay to feed it. You know, it's okay to, it's okay to consume every piece of hockey that you want. If it's watching games live, if it's watching on TV, if it's playing NHL, if it's playing, you know, the, the video games or whatever else, you know, it, it's all good and, and read, you know, and read and, and just can consume it. There's nothing wrong with, you know, if you, you definitely do your schoolwork, try to get good grades, all that stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, leave time for the things that you're passionate about, because those are the things that, you know, you just allow to grow. And, you know, I got lucky a lot of times, you know, I've, I've had a lot of different jobs uh, over the years and I've been knocked down a lot too. You know, I've, I've been laid off. I've been, you know, I've been let go from different places. I've had contracts not renewed and, you know, it's a lot of heartbreak that, that comes with that. But, um, you know, I would say that, you know, if you're passionate about something, it just allows you to get up, you know? And so just continue to, to, to feed that passion and, and allow yourself to, to dream the things that you want to do, you know, and, and I knew for me, it was never going to be as a player. So I thought, well, broadcasting or journalism was going to be my path. And turns out, you know, at one point in college, you know, I was doing the broadcasting, I was doing different things. And then I get an opportunity to go to USA hockey on a PR internship. And I was like, well, if this is my way in the game, then I'm going to do it. And sure enough, you know, I mean, that set up the rest of my career and, and created lasting friendships and everything else. So, you know, I mean, it's the, it's the simplest thing. It seems, it sounds easy to do, but when you're passionate about something, you know, it, sometimes it's hard to just allow yourself to, to feel that way about something, you know? And I just, uh, yeah, I just would continue to say, you know, feed your passion and, and go after whatever it is and in whatever way you can, whatever your skill set allows you to. And even if it's just volunteering, even if you do something else, there's always going to be room for what you're passionate about. I mean, that's one of the best answers we've got on that question. It's experience right there. You've been through it. <laughs> been through it. Let's go. Yeah, we. I swear we didn't send Chris the script for these questions beforehand. That's, yeah, well well said. Because, I mean, we've had some humbling moments. Obviously, college hockey, is a, it's a niche market in itself. So a lot of humbling mo- moments that come with covering it, but we do it because we love it. And like you said, just get up. You're passionate about it. It'll, you know, it'll, it'll take up. you somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's, love that's, that That's advice. all we really got. One last thing for you, Chris, this year on the next uh, college hockey season, if you got to pick one team to win it all, oh. what do you got? <laughs> oh, boy. Like Man, on the spot. Um, he, he wants to hear Bemidji. Yeah, I want to hear Bemidji. It's not going to happen. But, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be Bemidji. Um, but it might, I mean, it might be Bemidji. Who you knows? Never know. It's going to be an interesting year. Um, man, uh, you know what? Is it is it too easy to pick Denver to go back to back? You can do whatever Ooh. you want. I kind of like it. They, they got Bros going over there. They got Harvard's Dornbach going over Isaac there. Howard. Yeah, they got. I mean, uh, Mike, Michael Benning might have been one of the most underrated players in college hockey last year. I agree. Um, True. Good you know, Sean Barons. I mean, great back end. They Magnus is coming Lawrence back. Coming in, some legit recruits coming in. You know, as long as the goaltending holds up for them, you know, I, and I think you know David Carl's another guy. I mean, I didn't say Denver, but geez, I, I you know that's another one where you know what a coach what a team yeah um you know what a history too to walk into um so yeah, yeah i mean i i i'm gonna it's it's such a 
so <laughs> easy to pick the team that won last last time around, but they didn't lose a ton of their their core. So, no. um, you know, some good scores certainly they lost, but I think they're going to be able to replace them. So, uh, I'll go with Denver, I guess. Pioneers, man, I go back to back, and Denver, <laughs> Denver fans are loving you know, the twenty three yeah. national champions. You're not you're not visiting Denver soon, are you? That wasn't a, that wasn't a, a business decision, but I mean, I yeah, they they're going to be really good this year. I think it's between them, UMD, North Dakota for the NCHC. for the NCHC. Yeah. No, they'll all be in the tournament, so yeah, I like that pick. But yeah, thank you again, Chris, for for your time tonight. This is awesome. Joining us last minute, obviously a very I mean, your busiest month or two of the year. And we're taking some time away from you. So yeah, it's finally starting to wind down vacation next week. So <laughs> there you go. There you we're go. Good to go. But uh, so it, thanks a lot for having me guys. It's really, really, uh, I'm really glad to talk to you and love the work that you guys are doing. So, so keep it up and uh, yeah, looking forward to next season for sure. Likewise, man. Yeah. We'll be in touch and uh, let's, let's keep growing the game of hockey. Yeah. We'll get you back at reoccurring guests, Chris. We're just going to say it. So I'm we'll, down. I'm down. Let's go. We'll Come see you in. soon. It's not, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right thanks, thanks Chris. Yeah. That was Chris Peters right there of Flow Hockey. That's Chris M. Peters on Twitter. Mm. What a guy. God, he knows his stuff. Yeah, he rattled like seven names when he was talking about uh, like people that got drafted early. And I only caught Dominic James because I love the UMD. He could have said like... <laughs> I caught four. Like, There's like three I didn't even know. Them. Oh, my and God. Guy knows. Else. I wonder if he just wakes up at night in a cold sweat just murmuring names. Like, Joey Sofo, you know, just like... <laughs> Because he has literally thousands of players that he has heard of, at least, cycling through that brain of his. He knows every junior league, yeah. college hockey, every professional team, their AHL affiliates, you know, East Coast affiliates. Like He's studying a hell of a lot of tape, and he works for the, the company that helps us study the most gritty tape out there. Yeah, Flow Hockey. Flow Hockey. Shout Go out to Flow Hockey. If you guys want, looks sounds yeah. like they're adding stuff to it this year. Well, I don't know. I got to talk to him, but uh, hey. I mean... If you want to watch CCHA and Minnesota Atlantic, State made it to the hockey. ship, yeah. you want to see how it's done. We're studying the tape all season long. It wasn't well. a surprise to us. Exactly. Plus, I mean, Bemidji's in there. There's still some good teams. There Shout out. And, and Atlantic hockey is as gritty as it gets. You're going to love it. So <laughs> you're going to love it. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to play. We're not getting paid. I cannot I anticipate or like, you know, throw us out enough. This isn't even a sponsor. We love flow hockey. So awesome that Chris is working with them now. Uh, we've been following Chris for a while. Obviously, he does a great job covering, you know, NHL, everything hockey. The guy's just he started at Iowa State, something gritty. He, he didn't even bring up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, that's how he got into it. So he's a college hockey guy. Obviously, he knows a lot of the players now. Uh, this just gets me so excited for the season. Just all those players that he mentioned, like it is kind of a yeah, wide that's, open. That's the best part. You know, you look field. at NHL and there's new players there every year. But, uh, you know, the big names like the Matthews, the Crosby, Ovechkin, they're there every year. College, it's someone new taking over. Who's going for Hobie this year? And there's year, so many. I mean, you look at the entire Michigan roster yeah, yeah. going to the NHL. I mean, Denver, he said like Denver, um, you know, didn't lose everybody, but then they still lost Savoy and um, Manischewitz. Gutman's name. gone. Yeah. So no, that, not Gutman. The uh, guy who was in the Hobie. Brink. Yeah, they still lost Savoy, they lost Brink, they lost Gutman, they yeah. lost a lot of guys. Um, and that's the thing is that, you know, everybody's losing people mm. and they got to resupply. They got a lot of young, you know, USN TDP guys coming the in. NCH team, man. Yeah, the, the recruiting class is so good. So Denver will be fine. Like I yeah. said, I got first round pick bros coming over from Minnesota and Dornbach, captain of Harvard, coming over mm. now. So they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll so be, and Mason's coming back and that's, he's dangerous, honestly. So I just can't wait. Like this is, we'll, uh, let's, let's, let's talk in the intro as well, but, uh, 
we just want to thank again Chris Peters for coming on, joining us again. A very busy week. Maybe you can see him down in the Beauty League if uh, you're in Minnesota. I think he'll be here for a little bit longer. We'll be there too, guys. That's any dining yeah. in Minnesota. We'll, we'll, we'll be check stopping it out. by a couple nights there, but uh, we'll get it deep. If you're uh, listening now, thank thanks for tuning into this podcast. Um, this is what number one fourteen, one thirteen, one thirteen. Uh, next week will be 114. Got a big guest coming on next big week. Guess. But, but, big guest. Uh, big one. Thanks again, Chris, for coming on. Again, that's Chris on Peters on Twitter. Please go give him a follow. It's worth it. I'll tell you right now, it's, you get all your inside information from him. And uh, he knows the stuff. He's waking so. up in cold sweats just <laughs> so you don't have to. So. Uh, follow us at uh, Team ECH on Twitter, everything college hockey on TikTok and Instagram. And guys, uh, thanks again for tuning in. Keep sharing by word of mouth, whatever it Heck is. Yeah. Our episodes, our, our posts, whatever it is. Let's grow the game and uh, we'll see you next week. Mm. Colorado Avalanche are proud to select from Brooks, their Alberta Junior Hockey League, Kale McCarr. Yeah. What's up, Denver? Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five hey, years later, up. how I am I the man still? This is absolutely Draft day. You guys absolutely hey, Wiggins. Regardless Fuck of the weather, nobody's ran in the parade today. Man, you know I had to do it for you. Arizona selects you know from the U.S. National Development Program, yeah. Logan Cooley. That's, that's a steal of the draft right there. Um, and, you know, that's why they're the best organization.